Do you ever feel like your voice isn't heard when you're listening to a podcast? You want to yell, you want to scream, or you just want to tell us that we're doing a good job or maybe we might actually be right? Imagine that. Then go to anchor.fm. You can go on the app. You can go on the website. You can go right on your phone on the browser and you can record a voice message. That's right. You can let your voice be heard on the SETN Preps podcast. Just go to anchor.fm and go to our page, SETN Preps, and you can leave a voice message and tell us what you think. This is the SETN Podcast with Crisco Forth and Chandler Morrison, covering high school football in Chattanooga and the Southeast Tennessee area. The SETN Podcast. SETN Preps, round two of the TSSAA playoffs. Crisco Forth, Chandler Morrison hanging out as uh, we take a look around. Coming to you a little bit later in the week. Chandler and I both had a bunch of stuff going on, so we're kind of late getting to you this week. Coming to you on a Friday rather than our normal Thursday. But here we go, Chandler. It's uh, it's round two. Let's get into it, man. This uh, Look, things are starting to get intense. We mm-hmm. cannot afford to have another bad Friday night like we did last week. Um, last week was ugly for a lot of our local teams. We need wins tonight, Chandler. Wins. Wins, wins, wins. That's the name of the game, Chris. And we need teams making it to Finley, because it would be a shame, Chris, if we don't get a single. I know we're going to have at least one. If we don't get a, a, a handful of teams from the Chattanooga area playing at Finley Stadium, because, I mean, my Lord, it's it's like Tampa playing in Tampa. It's like, you know, the, the national championship between Georgia and Alabama being in Atlanta. I mean, you, you can't not try to get yourself to Finley Stadium. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, this is – it's a great, great opportunity for you to be able to play it in front of a uh, in front of a large local crowd, and I think that's what everybody wants to see. So we gotta we gotta have some wins this week. Any news and notes? Anything you want to throw out there uh, about some of these uh, week two matchups before we uh, kind of start to roll through some things? Playoff games this week. Well, let's get into it, Chandler. I know you've got your list ready, so run down the uh, playoffs. Let's let's talk about all of them this week. Normally, we try to highlight what we th- what we think are the you know four or five best games in the area. Today, we're talking about every one of them. So fire away, Chandler. Let's get into it. Chris, we usually go from bottom to top. Let's go top to bottom real quick. How about that, Chris? Let's change it up for the folks listening in. All right, so let, let's talk about this, Chris. First game I've got on the docket today. Baylor at NBA, this is an interesting matchup, Chris, because here's the thing. They played earlier this season. Baylor honestly should have won that game. Um, NBA, though, has taken McCauley even to to the brink, and McCauley had to come back down two scores or something earlier this season to beat NBA. Listen, Chris, if you ever figure out Baylor, I can never get Baylor figured out. We always think we do. If you ever get Baylor figured out and what they're doing and, and and how they're going to end up and everything, you let me know because that's the day I will go get a lottery ticket. I'll shoot my shot with the girl of my dreams. I will do all that, Chris, because I can never figure out Baylor. Chris, is Baylor going to give us another upset in two straight weeks? Well, look, here. here's the thing. This is a rematch of a game that was played earlier in the year, and NBA won it 38-28 to 28. now. Here's what happened in that game. Baylor basically gift-wrapped them the game. Mm-hmm. Baylor turned it over way too many times, and give NBA credit, they took advantage of it, 
and they made them pay. Marcel Reed, whose dad was the, at one time, he was the coach at Tennessee State. He's the guy that Eddie George just replaced. Marcel Reed is going to be, and I've talked with Donovan uh, Stewart about him before, Marcel Reed's going to be one of the best quarterback recruits, one of the top quarterback recruits, I believe, next year in the state of Tennessee. Baylor's going to have their hands full tonight uh, trying to contain this guy. If you turn the ball over again, they're going to make you pay. I think the key for Baylor is going to be to do what they did last week. Caleb Hampton, their outstanding running back, carried 44 times for 252 yards. You don't often see a running back in high school football get 44 carries in the game. I can only think of, in my 26 years of covering this, I can only think of that happening one other time, and that was when Eddie Moore played his last game at South Pittsburgh before he became a all-SEC linebacker at Tennessee. Eddie was a running back for Danny Wilson. No, it would have been Vic Greider by that point. He was a running back for Vic Greider at South Pittsburgh. He carried it a school record 44 times against Trousdale County. At Trousdale County, South Pittsburgh, Eddie carried it. I think he carried the ball 15, 16 times in a row at the end of that game. They just kept giving it to him, and, and he drove South Pittsburgh down the field, and they couldn't get it in the end zone there at the end, and they ended up losing to um, – to Trousdale County. I think Trousdale came up with a wasn't a fourth down stop at the goal line, but if memory serves, it was a like a fourth down stop deep in their own territory and they were able to take over and, and run the clock out against South Pittsburgh. But Baylor needs Caleb Hampton control mm-hmm. the clock, run the football Trey McDonald, double-digit tackle game for him at linebacker. It's going to happen. They need that to happen. you got to contain Marcel Reed, though. That's a name. If you're going to follow this game tonight, if you're a Baylor fan or uh, maybe you're a Macaulay fan that's going to follow this, you probably already know about uh, Marcel Reed. But for the rest of us, he is the guy that makes NBA go. And listen, the night is going to show us, uh, at least if Baylor can hold on one more week to our fantasy of an all-Chattanooga area final. It could happen. I mean, it could happen. Baylor's – I think McCauley's going to get there. i got to have Baylor live up to their end of that bargain, though. Speaking of McCauley, Chris, uh, they they host Father Ryan this week, Father Ryan, the five seed in their own region. Uh, Chris – what if you had to do it right now? What spread would you put on this game? Well, I tell you, this was a this was a seventeen point win for Macaulay earlier this year. Um, Father Ryan played Macaulay as I think about as well as anybody else has. Father Ryan, though, kind of like Baylor, they've been sort of an up-and-down kind of team. They beat Baylor to end the regular season, squeaked past Memphis University School last week. Chandler, you and I, we've done this podcast now four years, and for the last four years, I have always told you that I believe that when it comes to the playoffs, teams who win by the largest margins advance the next week. And uh, that's where I think this thing probably comes to an end uh, for Father Ryan in this game because I think McCauley is going to be locked and loaded. They are going to be focused. We've talked about it before. How do you stop these guys? Pick your poison with McCauley. You want to stop the pass? You want to stop Riddle? That's fine. He's going to turn it around, and they're going to hand it off, and they're going to run for 400 yards on you. You want to stop the run? That's fine. 
Gallardietz is going to get open, and Riddle's going to throw him the ball, and they're going to throw it over your head and beat you that way. Mm -hmm. FRA won last week by only 14 points. They won against MUS 14 to nothing. Um, Again, that's not a big enough margin for me to feel comfortable about uh, to Uh think that they've got a chance to, to pull the upset here against Macaulay. I don't want Macaulay going in too confident, though. All right, we'll, we'll do a, we'll do another betting one here real quick, Chris. Uh, over under three touchdowns for William Riddle. Oh, Total. ooh, I'm going to go over. I think the guy gets okay. four. Now, if we're talking passing and rushing, right? We're talking. We're talking. Okay, if we're talking, yeah, I was talking passing, but we'll talk about total. I'll give you. I'll give you four. Yeah, I think he four, gets four and a, four and a half. I think he. Uh, I'm going to go under. Then I think he gets four. Okay. I think he'll throw for two, and I think he runs for two. Okay, all right. We got to keep the money line even here because you know high school football sports. You know what? That's right. All right. So, so we'll move down to Division Two Double A, Chris uh, Silverdale, the only one alive in Division Two Double A. They are at Lipscomb this week. Uh, if, if it sounds like a broken record, it's because it is, Chris. They were actually played their first-round game, North Point Christian, against uh, against North Point Christian at Lipscomb Academy's field because uh, Lipscomb had a bye in the first round, Chris. Uh, so they are actually making the trip to Lipscomb for the for the second week in a row. And golly, Chris, if, if getting into a routine is is, is is counts for anything, Chris, I think Silverdale has got the trip down. To, to Lipscomb down after last week. Yeah. I, mean, un- I think this is, this is an interesting situation. Unfortunately, they've got to go take on the fight in Trent Dilfers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to have their hands full. Uh, this game worries me. All right. I, you know, mm-hmm. I am a huge fan of Brett Rogers. I think that kid deserved to be um, Mr. Football in Division II AA. I don't think there's anybody better. Uh, and certainly he's got a strong contingency of – of teammates around him, guys like Connor DeLashment that can go make plays. I worry about Silverdale in this game. This is the game for me with Silverdale where, uh, you know, man, I, I want to see him do it. I just don't know what the I, I don't know what the game plan is to go up there and beat those guys. Um, and that's that's what the concern is i'm pulling for them i want to see them do it i don't know how they do it but i want to see them get there i just don't know what it's going to look like yeah i don't either chris and and to 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 me i think the only way this kind of happens is if that whole team just gets a chip on its shoulder and and they just say you know what we've been slotted chris goforth was riding in the hermitage uh over brett rogers being snubbed and we saw him, we saw the video of him holding that picket sign, sitting there, See? almost half asleep in his See? chair. Right. And we're going to go out and win this game. I think that's the only way it happens, Chris. And I, I can't find the picture on my phone. I thought I took it. I don't know where it went. But uh, you did say you were going to ride, and you did. You, yeah. you were a one-man yeah. ride. And I was. I join you. I was working. You know, I, I was. got to pay the bills around I, here. But I, I, I chained myself. <laughs> I chained myself to the gates. But, um, you know. No, it, look, the kid got shafted. Kid he got sh- shame did. on everybody uh, on that mm-hmm. panel because he got shafted. Yeah. He deserves it. But I, I want to mm-hmm. see, look, I'll be honest with you. I'm going to be cheering hard for Silverdale. Mm-hmm. I don't have any connection uh, 
to any of those kids other than I've uh-huh. just really enjoyed them and their story this year. Uh-huh. I do like Mike Connor. He's a friend of the podcast, uh-huh. and I'm going to be pulling for them. I, I hope they can get there. Yeah, I, I do too, Chris, because I, I think that is a has been a great story this year, and it'd be an even greater story if they could make it continue. Uh, moving down into the public schools, Chris, uh, Bradley Central, they were at Farragut earlier this season when they won 31-28. They host Farragut this week. Farragut, one of, I think, Chris, let me count here. I've actually got it sitting right here in front of me. One, two, three, uh, uh, four, five. Only one of five one versus four matchups that went in favor of the four. One of them is Farragut, and they take on Bradley Central, who uh, they took on earlier this season in the same region. Uh, listen, I think Bradley Central's a really good team. I think they finally got the monkey off their back at the first round in the past two years. Listen, I think Farragut's going to give them a run for their money. Farragut's really hot toward the end of the season. They started thump- they started kind of beating people, thumping people. I think they're probably one of the hottest teams in that region. Uh, you take out Maribel because Maribel's always hot. I mean, you know, that that's just, I mean, they're always a boiler plate. But uh, as far as ones that are up and down, I think they're pretty hot. And I think Bradley Central is going to have a tough time. Listen, I'm not convinced that Bradley Central is where they need to be. They struggle with Jefferson County, who was the three seed out of the, the region, a region in the northeast, uh, in the Knoxville area, northeast area, that did not feature Maryville, Chris. So, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to say Bradley's going to just go forward with this, but I mean, everything that I see says that Bradley Central can win this game. Will they win it, though, Chris? I'm going to leave it over to you. Well, this was a three-point game when they met back in the middle of October. Bradley won it late. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Ezra Rojas kicked a field goal as time expired in order to be able to to give them their win uh, in this game. That that got Bradley – that kind of kept the the Bradley winning streak alive. Remember, they got off to – uh, a really hot start before they had to face Ray County and Maryville in uh, in back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. They need more of the same that they got last time. Uh, Aiden McClary has got to be big. I think Jackson Wilson has got to be big on the ground again. And then the that Bradley defense has got to play locked down. Um, you know, those mm-hmm. guys, Tito Williams and Marcus Gore Jr., two guys that I think, before they're finished, will be two of the uh, highest recruited guys in our area uh, in terms of the opportunity to go play college football. Bradley's got to have their superstars, the guys that I just mentioned, McClary, the quarterback, Wilson, the running back, um, Wilson, uh, Tito Wilson, and uh, um, Marcus Gore Jr. Those guys, to me, are the stars on that team. The stars are going to have to come out and play like it. Uh, tonight in order for them to be able to get this win. Because I agree with you, Farragut, I think, has gotten better as you uh, as you go through the season. I mean, they they had to fend off Science Hill last week, 57-56. to 56. The week oh. before that, they beat Bearden 17-14. So they've been challenged the last couple of weeks. As a matter of fact, they are 2-2 two and two in their last four, going back to that three-point loss against Bradley Central. They lost the next week by four points to Fulton, one by three against Bearden, and then one by a point last week against Science Hill. I'll tell you this. They like to cut it close out there. They do. Farragut. They do. They'd... Take your blood pressure medicine. Yeah, talk about someone who doesn't want to cut it close is Ray County. They have Carnes this week. And, Chris, I'm going to tell you this. 
I think Ray County is a really good team. I think that they have a, a chance to make a run in, in 5A here. Chris, that's all I – listen, I won't give you the same challenge. I, I'm trying to, to, to talk about Ray County without talking about the wing tee. That's about the only things I can muster right now. Can you do any better? Ray County, very good. How about that? Can it, will that, will that, how's that for an analysis? No, look, it's, yes, yes, it's hard not to talk about their, uh, their wing tee because they run it so dadgum well. And we talk about it here all the time. And, um, you know, they, they were beat soundly by Elizabethton earlier this year. Uh, and Alcoa got them to start the season. Outside of that, Ray County is, for the most part, uh, you know, they had a little scare with Anderson County back earlier in the year. Uh, you know, Bradley Central put some points on them, but for the most part, they've been rolling over people um, throughout these playoffs. They put up 51 last week on Campbell County. They're not going to score 51 points this week, but look, Carnes struggled last week with Walker Valley. Mm-hmm. And Ray County... I'm about, I'm about I'm about to pull a Chandler here. Ray County beat Walker Valley thirty to seven. I think Carnes and Walker Valley are pretty close to the same team, and I think you are going to see Ray County win Friday night. I think it's going to be something like, you know, uh, I think it'll be twenty eight seven, something like that, maybe thirty five seven. That's that's kind of the way I see that team. And Ray is another one. We talk about Macaulay being pick your poison. Ray's the same way. You know, they're going to run that wing tee at you. They'll lull you to sleep. And then all of a sudden, Caleb Martin's going to pop up, and he's going to sling the ball down the field. And Mayberry or Ethan Davis, somebody's going to run under it and catch it and take it for a big play. That's how they get you is they're going to get you to commit everybody – into that box to try to stop the run, and then Martin's just going to throw it over your head. So uh, it's a they are a tough, tough team to stop right now. But I will say this with Ray Chandler, I'm going week by week with him. I want to see how this bracket unfolds before I start making too many big declarations about how deep they go in the playoffs. I, I think it's got to be a, a week-to-week thing right now with Ray County. Yeah, I think it has to be too. And the thing about Ray County, if you're going to beat Ray County, you got to put up at least 36. I mean, that that's the thing because they're going to consistently give you 35 points a game because that's kind of their rhythm. That's how they do it. So you got to score at least 36. You score 35, you score 34, you may be close. <laughs> it may be a one point game, but you're going to lose to Ray County. No, that's that. Look, that's that's a good way to look at it. I mean, you've yeah. got to be able to, you got to bring your offense when you play Ray because mm-hmm. they're going to get theirs. You got to try to get yours. Yeah, uh, we'll move. We'll keep. We'll stay in five A for a second here, Chris. Uh, McMinn County they travel out to Powell up in the Knoxville area, and Powell probably one of the best teams in five A. McMinn County probably one of the hottest teams. In 5A, maybe, in our, and I know in our area for sure, Chris, I, I think this is going to be a game that's determined by if Powell makes mistakes or not. If Powell doesn't make mistakes, I th- do I think this is a closer game? It could be, Chris, but if Powell doesn't make mistakes, I think they win this one, no question. Uh, whether it's by one touchdown or three touchdowns, it doesn't matter. I think they win this if they don't make mistakes. 
I think they've got to make mistakes, and McMinn County has to capitalize on those mistakes for McMinn County to win this game. I know it sounds cliche, but you know I think McMinn County has to capitalize on things that happen in order to do this. They've done that this season. They played the close games. They've come out on top. They played Oak Ridge. They had the East Hamilton game that everybody thought they were going to lose. They came out. They won. They came back and won that game, Chris. Listen, I think McMinn County, like I said, one of the higher teams in our area. Can they go toe to toe for one for, for it, with one of the best teams in five A? Uh, well, we're going to find out, and you're exactly right. Not only is McMinn one of the hottest teams in the state, they've won seven straight coming into this one. Now they haven't been necessarily blowing people out; they've just been short of Sweetwater, who they beat pretty good. They haven't really been blowing people out; they've just been doing enough to get a win. They only won by seven last week. You know how I am about playoff, about margin of victory in the playoffs. That seven-point win last week for McMinn County, that's a little bit of a concern. I would like to see them win by a bigger margin in round one. You're going up against a PAL team that has not allowed a touchdown the last two weeks. They shut out Mm -hmm. Lenore City. They shut out Ottawa. They have scored 80 points in the last two weeks, beating their opponents 80 to nothing. Jaden Miller's got to come through. He's got to be the man uh, in this one for uh, for McMinn County. A lot of this game and what they do offensively is going to have to rest on him. They got to at least have make him. They got at least have some plays in there where he's a decoy because they're going to pay attention to him on film. There, there, there's no doubt. I think the key to this game too is is getting you know somebody else the ball, even if it's having to use Jaden Miller as a decoy on plays. Uh, you know, because that, that's really kind of the things you have to do in high school football is you can have a, a player carry a team, but can you can the rest of the team carry him when you have to use him for other purposes? That's that's the real question here. Uh, we'll move on down to 4A where we have Red Bank. They host Macon County, the only 4A team left. Uh, East Hamilton's gone. Uh, Central is gone. Um, I think it was, what, Saudi in the first round? They're gone. So, uh, they're the lone 4A team, and they're going to have to make the trek alone if they want to get to a state championship at Finley. Help us, Obi Wan. You're our only hope. <laughs> uh, this is going to be. Uh, look, I, I think this is a game that Red Bank wins. I think they win it. I think they win it going away. If I'm being honest with yeah. you, Chandler, this is of all of the games that are being played tonight. I feel better about Red Bank than I do pretty just about anybody else honestly mm-hmm. i mean i think yeah. ray can uh, i think red bank's going to come out and take care of business mm-hmm. I, I do too chris and then listen you you talked about walker valley and Corinth being basically the same team i think making county and chattanooga central are basically the same team they're very here. close and you play that red bank chattanooga central game this week chris like we thought was going to happen I don't think it. Ha- I don't think it turns out quite the way it turned out earlier this season. I think that was Red Bank's wake up call that, hey, yeah, you may be better than you think you are, but you're not going to beat everybody if you just come in with that attitude, you know. So, listen, I, I think this is going to be a. I think this has the biggest chance in our in our area of being a kind of blowout game in favor of one of our area teams, Chris. So, I think that's what we're going to see in this one. Uh, we're not going to 3A, Chris. Can you tell the people why we're not going to 3A? Because yeah, we don't have anybody left in 3A. They all got beat. They all went down on Friday, Bloody Friday. Yeah, if you want to hear more about that, go check out the last episode. It was a bloody uh, mess. It, it was. It was. Uh, 
Let's go down to 2A, where we have two teams still alive in 2A. We'll start with Marion County. They travel out to Watertown. Uh, Chris, I listen, I think that, you know, Marion County is a really good team. I think they have been – I don't think they've been overrated this year at any point. I think they've been underrated, but I don't think they've been overrated. Um, and I know I say that after they struggled in their last two games. You know, they kind of had to – Build up a lead in the second half there. That uh, Westmore is was it Westmoreland they played? No, they didn't play Westmoreland. Was it Westmoreland? I feel like they played. Anyways, whoever they played in the first round, Chris, um, it, it felt like they were kind of struggling with them. They struggled with Mex County after having a fantastic season, Chris. I'm just not sure what this Marion County team is when you shut down the run. When you make them throw over the top, when you make them, you know, do things that they're not used to, when you make them get out of their rhythm a little bit, it affects them and it affects them big. And it's a shame they had to play Megs County here during the season, Chris, because all you have to do is go back and look at the film, right? Why is it so hard to be an undefeated team in the playoffs, Chris? Because you haven't seen anyone exploit their weaknesses. Megs County did to a T. They shut down the run. You know, I think if you're Watertown, you look at that tape, you might even change your offense to whatever Mays County is doing, change your defense to whatever Mays County is doing just for the week, just so you can get past Marion County, because that's going to be a tough game for, for both these teams. Chris, I, I hate to say it, I mean, if I had to put a spread on this, I would do the, I think it's a toss-up kind of, Chris, but, you know, you give, what, three points for the home team, so I think we're, uh, minus three, right, for Watertown. Yeah. That's probably where I would go right now. Yeah, Marion County last week against uh, Westmoreland, a couple things. One, that game went way too late into the second half before Marion yes, County. I mean, it was a one-score game late in the second half. You can't allow that to happen. Now, on the flip side of it, you take a look at Marion County. They basically dominated that game. I mean, they owned mm-hmm. the stat sheet in that game, the problem was they just couldn't get, like, they moved the ball all night. They just couldn't get in the end zone. That became the problem for them. they got to find a way to fix that tonight. That has not been the issue for for Marion County this season, and I still go back to this. Most points Marion County has given up in a game this season is 20, and that was in the loss to Meigs County. You take that game away, most points they have given up this year in a game was 15 to Forrest. That was back in September. Um, since after that game, they gave up six, none, seven, none, then the 20 points to Megs, and then seven last week to Westmoreland. It's hard to lose when you don't give up points, and that's what Marion County is going to do tonight. They'll win this game, but they're going to win it based off of what their defense will do mm-hmm. to, uh, to Watertown. Yeah, I think that's the key is can they emphasize the run right, and make sure that it's not shut down. That's what you really, really have to do. You can't let games go late. I mean, this game's probably going to go late because these are just two fantastic teams, Chris. But, listen, they make the trip to H2O-Town, and, golly, I, I mean, I, I don't know that they walk out of there with a win. I'm, I'm not saying they're walking out of there with a loss, but right now it's a toss-up, and I, I give it to Watertown minus three. I know you're probably, you know, on the on the Marion County side of this, and kind of taking the devil's advocate right here, but I, I just yeah, look, I think I think, I, think it's, I think it's a close game. I think Marion County should win it by three touchdowns. How about that? 
Now, okay. I think they should win it by three touchdowns. I think this game's going to be closer. Um, it would, you know, if if Marion County wins this game, twenty-one-seven, uh, I could definitely see that happening. I just think their defense is too good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been the second best defense in our area this year, statistically, uh, behind Meigs County, and that's not just to the two A schools; that's in all the schools. I just think Marion's defense is too good. Yeah, and and the the thing about it is, you know, Jason Fitzgerald. We talked to him earlier this season on our Max Marion Mania episode. You can go back and listen to that. That was a fantastic episode, by the way. We were, you know, we had a lot of great segments and a lot of great interviews in that one. Chris, you know, you talked to him. He he said one of these one of these five teams. Tyner was included. Now you're down to the four of the five right now, and we'll talk about Max County and Trousdale here in a second. He said one of those four teams was going to win the state championship. He didn't say go to the East and go to the state championship. One of them four was going to win the state championship because whoever was coming out of the West was not Peabody, and that's all he knew. <laughs> but, um, but Chris, let's talk about Megs County and Trousdale. Trousdale, for lack of a better term, they thumped Tyner last week. I mean, I don't know how, to, how else to say it, Chris. I mean, I want to be kind of light on it, but they kind of thumped them. They kind of stepped up and just – as the game went on, they just gradually just kept pushing and pushing, and Tyner was just not scoring. And I, I mean, it, it was just rough for Tyner. Mex County had no trouble. You talk about margins; they had no trouble with their opponent either. Listen, I think that this is going to be shape up to be a really, really good game. If I got a side here, I want to go Mex County probably minus seven. I would say a touchdown here. Um, just because, I, I listen, they beat Tyner earlier this season. Tyner was, you know, kind of hopped up for that game. Uh, Trousdale, I don't know that they'll be as hopped up, you know, going to Megs. I know it's a big playoff game. You know, Trousdale's not loose, used to having big games this early in the playoffs. I know that sounds like a cop-out, but that's what I see Trousdale as. Uh, they're not on the bank, so that's, that's automatically a touchdown less than I would expect them to score, Chris. So, I mean – I look at Mex County, I look at Trousdale. I think this is going to be a fantastic game. I do give Mex County the edge by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, and I think Trousdale is a team that over the course of the season, they've gotten better. Um, mm-hmm. They they really have. I mean, this is a much different team than the one that, you know, played Friendship Christian and won by two to start the season. I think this team is much, much better right now than where they were. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I go back with Megs. I feel like Megs and Marion have, have a lot of similarities. Two teams that love to run mm-hmm. the ball. Neither one of them have a very big playbook. But they what they do, they do it really, really well. Just like Marion, Megs plays really good defense. And I mm-hmm. think the Megs County defense will come up with a couple of turnovers in this game. They'll give their Tigers uh, offensively a couple of extra possessions. And that's going to mm-hmm. be the big difference. The closer game, Chris, Mex County or Marion County game? Uh, I think the Marion County game's closer. Okay. All right. I, I can live with that. I think Mex County like, – I wouldn't be surprised to see Mex County run off with it. I, I would be shocked to see Marion County run off with it. I would not be shocked to see Mex County run off with it. I'm not just going off of you know scores and everything. I, I'm just going off of what I've seen as far in the last two weeks, including that Mex County game. Then there was one. 1A, Class 1A, South Pittsburgh. They're the one seed in their region. 
and uh, they take on number two, the number two seed Clay County at home. And uh, Chris, I, listen, I, Clay County's got a good team. They've done better than expected this year. But Dag Nabbit, if they aren't in the same pod as South Pittsburgh, and that's what we're going to say for all of these teams, because I assume we're going to look on the other side of the bracket next week that we're going to see Gordonsville playing the winner of this game. Um, and I think we know who the winner of this game is going to be. Listen, I, listen, I'm all for saying, you know, we look at tradition and everything. And I think maybe South Pittsburgh not as good as a lot of people think they are because South Pittsburgh is South Pittsburgh. I mean, that's the reason Alabama's number two in the college football playoff when they put it out. Uh, nothing other than tradition. I don't know if they're the number two team in the country. That's beside the point. We're not talking college football here. South Pittsburgh is, I don't think they're as good as people think they are, but I don't think that 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 margin between how good they are and how good people think they are is that big. Because here's the thing, Chris, I look at this, I see who they've got coming up. I, I think they're still at Finley, okay? But they're probably going to have to struggle a little bit, especially in the first half. You know, they may take this game into the second half. They uh, Some of these teams that they play here from all out might take them into the fourth quarter. I think they win this one. I think they win this one by at least two touchdowns, if not three. But don't be surprised if you look around and South Pittsburgh's still hanging on by a thread, you know, heading into the third quarter, mid-third quarter. I mean, listen, Whitwell, who they thumped in the second half, Whitwell was what? What was it? Fourteen zero, fourteen seven at the half, or something like that. Right. Chris? I mean, I mean, it was a pretty close game, and you know, Whitwell's out right now, and that just means that that means that this team is, is probably better here. Um, so, I got to give credit to South Pittsburgh. I think they're a really good team. I think they win this one, but golly, Chris, if this is not a, you know, listen, I, I don't think South Pittsburgh is as good as we think they are, or a lot of people think they are, but they're still good for 1A standard. Look, I think there's been a lot of um, a lot of people that have worried about South Pittsburgh here over the last couple of weeks, and and I agree. I don't know that maybe they're as good as some of the South Pittsburgh teams that we have seen in the past, mm-hmm. but here's what I do believe. Uh, again, I believe in teams who win big in the opening round of the playoffs. I, there's just something to mm-hmm. that, and that is what South Pittsburgh did last week. They put the Royal beat down on uh, Red Bowling Springs last week. So mm-hmm. I feel like it. I, I feel good about South Pittsburgh at least for this week. Now, next week we'll have to talk about it again because it's going to be uh, Gordonsville next week. We'll see how we feel. Let's see how South Pittsburgh does in uh, in this game tonight. But I really feel like they've got the um, they've got the opportunity here to be able to get and and uh, knock down another win. Yeah, I, I think they do too, Chris. Uh, quick question: We did our final rankings last week, Chris. How confident are you still in those rankings after after what we saw this last week? Uh, well, I think in the large schools, I, again, I didn't expect, uh, some of those large school teams to, to go down as quickly as they did. So, uh, that was, that was kind of disappointing. Um, still feel pretty good again. I, you know, Meg's Marion, South Pittsburgh, feel pretty good about Tyner Ray. I feel pretty good about. 
I'm sorry, uh, Macaulay and Ray, I feel pretty good about. Oh, got you, got you, got you. All right, Chris, my last question, because we've went through all our games. We've found our way at the end of this. Yeah, we didn't have many. We didn't have many to go through, honestly. But, Chris, I guess the only question I've got left for you is, where's the best place to find your high school football scores on a Friday night? Oh, oh, wait. I know the answer to this. Uh, at SETN Preps. That's where you have to go. Friday night, we will have you covered with all of your scores on Friday night at SETN Preps. If you're going to be at a game, tweet us a picture, tweet us a score. Uh, We definitely appreciate it. We definitely like to share those things. So as you, uh, if you're out at a game tonight, we want to hear from you. Yeah, listen, uh, we we do tweet out really, really well. And listen, I mean, you might as well go ahead and retweet us. Everybody, Everybody that's you know, a, a media outlet in our area retweets us anyway. I mean, they, they don't even – a lot of times they're not even posting their scores. They're just retweeting us. So, that's how it goes. Yeah, we've, uh, we'll have it covered again this week. So, uh, once again, please, uh, you know, give us a follow if you don't already, at SETN Preps, and we'll keep you updated on what's going on uh, with all of our area teams. And, you know, Chandler, we're getting to that part of the uh, season, too, where we start doing a little scoreboard watching about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the other games around the state, so we may uh, we may tweet out some scores from some other mm-hmm. games around the area this week too. Yeah, we might we might just do that. And you know, Chris, it's getting to that time of year where you know Thanksgiving football they converge, and it is truly uh, it's truly one of the most wonderful times of the year. I, I don't know about I don't know if Christmas is a close second, but it's truly one of the most wonderful times yep. of the year. I agree. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us this week here on SET and Preps. Chandler's got to go to bed. <laughs> so we're going to put the wraps on this one. And, uh, again, we'll be back with you uh, on Monday with a look back at week two of the playoffs. Make sure you join us then. Hey, this is Chandler from SET and Preps. We hope that you're enjoying the SET and Preps podcast and all we have to offer. If you really, really enjoyed the podcast, we'd love to get some listener support. As little as 99 cents a month could help us out tremendously. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm, search SETM Preps Podcast, and click on the listener support button is all you got to do to help us out. We really appreciate it and really appreciate your support. And thank you for listening to SETM Preps.